On this episode of the 132 Breeze podcast, Wisconsin is national champions. That's it. We're champs. It's all we need to talk about in hockey, women's hockey. The men's hockey's number one seed. Oh, yeah, there's a basketball tournament going on. Uh, we talk a little bit about that, what's going on, uh, reseeding them, seeing who else is going to be in the final four because our brackets are crap. They're all fired up. And then a little bit of throw-ins. And guess what? Andy Dalton, he's a bear. Talk about that. All right, guys, let's start the show. All right, we're back with another episode of the 132 Podcast. As always, this is Marlo, joined by Casey. Casey, we got through the first weekend. It's still kind of the weekend. How are you doing? Yeah. Doing good. Uh, I knew I loved this time of year, and I this weekend specifically. And I don't want to say I forgot, but I kind of forgot. Oh yeah, it, it it's just it's just something else. And how crazy this tournament has been! Uh, it's just been nonstop for four days. It's it's been amazing. Yeah, no, we definitely did forget. Again, you know, last year we were on the cusp of it. We were geared yeah. up for it, taken away. Um, yeah, now we got it. It was shifted today. I know uh, <laughs> took you by surprise on the uh, final, the first four. Yeah, it did on the first four. I don't know why. Like I, I just thought it was going to start Wednesday because in my memory, the first four was Tuesday, which obviously wasn't the case. Yeah. So I, so yeah, I'm sitting there Wednesday all day. I sit, you know, get done with dinner, sit down. Look at my phone and it says the game, to, to see what time the games start. And they started Thursday. <laughs> I was so disappointed. <laughs> that's a tough, that's a tough road. You think all day you're going to get basketball and nothing. Yeah. And I don't know. Again, I don't know why. I don't know what the heck I was thinking. But yeah, it was a late, late start for me. Uh, I guess we, I had this scheduled later. What did you think of the, the Friday through Monday as opposed to Thursday through Sunday? Um, so I like the Saturday because it's mm-hmm. that first round. Like I, I, traditionally, well, traditionally I take Thursday and Friday off, right? Yep. And then watch the games, and it's just basketball, basketball, basketball. And then you're all lathered up, and then the weekend's actually there. And then Saturday, and you realize, and I, had this, I made this realization yesterday on Sunday. It's like, oh, there's only one game on at a time. <laughs> you know, I just after having basketball thrown in your face. So, but I like that. I liked it on Saturday. I have the Sunday, and I do not like it on Monday. I just yeah. don't. Yeah, I last night. Obviously, we didn't record on Sunday. Yeah, uh, partially because there was a whole other day of basketball. Partially because the Badgers lost and just needed a minute. Um, but I, I thought last night I was like, "This is awesome! I have another another day to look forward to." Yeah. To basketball, I always like kind of the excitement of things, almost sometimes more than the thing that itself. Yeah. Um, so I was excited that I had another day, but then today happened, and it's just harder to finagle work schedules. If yeah. you're not taking days off on a Monday, then it is a Thursday and Friday. You just True. have more lead-up time. You have, I don't want to say lower expectations at work, but, you know, you can you can manage it a little bit more. You have the whole week to kind of adjust for it and plan for it. Right. Monday hits, Monday hits. Yeah. <laughs> it's like you can't move things from Monday. You're not there the day before to kind of manage your schedule the next day as easily. Just, I, f- I found today yeah. a lot more challenging. Got all the uh, kickoff, the weekly kickoff meetings. And all that that you you just have to be a part of. Yeah. 
the meetings you forgot you had on the over the weekend because you were yeah. thinking about basketball. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Things like that. Things, Things like that happen. So yeah, I I do agree that Saturday was more fun. I I think it was because the early games were pretty good uh, as far as when there was just one game on, and one of them was the Badger game. Uh, so I didn't mind that there was one game because it was usually the, a game I would have wanted to be watching anyway. Right. Right. Like today, it was like what Gonzaga, Oklahoma. Eh. Yeah. Like I probably would have wanted to flip back and forth. But when it was Illinois, Loyola, and then um, Baylor, Wisconsin, like I'm tuning into those games as my primary games anyway. So that was okay with me as far as how uh, how Sunday felt with just the one game. But yeah, today today stunk. I don't know. I don't know. Maybe now I know and can plan better. Yeah. Next year? I don't know. You can tell my planning's been poor throughout uh here on this uh on this tournament. Uh okay, there's apparently just news on after the, the Michigan game. Cool. <laughs> uh all right, so yeah, recording the Michigan game just ended. Uh but before we get into the NCAA tournament, which we already touched on Marlo, let's focus on the sports that matter. As a hockey school, yes. Let's talk about yeah. the. I, I guess technically defending now six-time uh, women's national title holders, the Wisconsin Badgers women's hockey team. We're national champs. That's national all that matters. It, We're national. Wisconsin's national champs. Yeah, it felt great. Uh, who says Wisconsin doesn't win the big games? Uh, what we do in women's hockey? Um, God, it was what? What a. Frozen Four, it was. Uh, I guess I didn't watch the other games, but at least in the Wisconsin games, <laughs> it was a huge Frozen Four. It was they fantastic. Were re- they were really close and entertaining. Uh, Wisconsin went up 3-0 um, on Ohio State in the semifinal. Uh, needed an empty netter uh, to win four to two to hold on on that one, and it was a, an empty netter that almost wasn't an empty netter, and then we stole the. The ensuing pass, and then scored the empty netter in the end. So, uh, a great finish to put Ohio State away again. Um, I think the third or fourth time we've beaten them this year. Uh, I think we're four and one against them this year. Uh, and then that led to Saturday's championship game against Northeastern, uh, a two-one thrilling overtime win. Which one of the one of the most ridiculous, not only game-winning goals but championship-winning goals. Uh, Daryl Watts hits it off of the, she's behind the net, hits it off of the defender's rear into uh, into her own goal. Just the moxie to try that. <laughs> and in the post game interview, she's like, "I was behind the net and I thought I could hit it off her." And I just can't fathom being in that moment <laughs> and thinking, "You know what? I'm going to try," <laughs> and then doing it. It was the unbelievable. Ricochet shot. And like watching it live. Uh, Always in hockey, like when there's a chance, I always like I, I'm watching the puck, right? But it's I, on this one, I was watching on the phone. But it's hockey, right? It's sometimes hard to follow the puck, so I'm always looking to like the reactions. Yeah, and I wasn't even looking for a reaction because I thought she was just behind the net and passing it out. And then all of a sudden, everybody's going nuts, and I was like, "What, what happened? I just wasn't expecting it." Uh, and it was uh, an absolutely crazy goal. And back to back because we won in nineteen, there wasn't one in twenty, and uh, one in twenty-one. Woo, woo! Defending champs is defending championships. If it's on ice, we're good at it. Yeah, and now the men go for I, uh, I guess 
the duplicate or whatever you want to call it uh, to be men and women champions. The men are the one seed in the East region. They're the number four seed overall. There are 16 teams in the tournament. Uh, they play Friday at one against Bemidji State, which I'd be remiss to not point out, Marlo. It's not a real state. It's not a real state. Not a real state. Uh, all right, that's hockey talk. <laughs> there it is. Do we have we have to move on now? We have to move on. Let's talk about the tournament. Okay. And let's start talking about our Badgers. Yeah. Before we talk about how it ended, let's talk about how it began, Marlo. Yeah. Badgers put a whooping on North Carolina, eighty-five to sixty-two. And did, did not see that coming. Did not see it coming in any way, shape, or form. Um, I thought there was three scenarios. I guess the three scenarios are going to be every other possible outcome, right? Wisconsin yeah. either wins a nail-biter, loses a heartbreaker. I thought that was most likely. Yes. Or gets blown out. I, I thought that con- was most likely. I didn't even consider <laughs> this possibility. <laughs> uh, but... Uh, Davison was on fire. Trice played great across the board. Uh, by far our best game, our best game of the year. Um, and I think this is now two of uh, Wisconsin's most meaningful big game victories. I've been semi thinking I'm hallucinating them yeah. <laughs> because I got my uh, first vaccination. Nice and Congrats. had a little bit, a little bit of side effect. <laughs> <laughs> no, <laughs> and was running a. Little bit of temperature, <laughs> so I was fighting to stay awake and watch the game. Luckily, it was a, a good one and fun one to stay awake, but I was kind of like on edge of, of dozing off uh, because because of that. But I was I was I was loving it nonetheless. The other one, Marlo, is when we uh, shouldn't have been in the Big Ten championship, but beat the door of Nebraska of Nebraska. Yeah, I don't remember what I was sick there, but I was sick during that and like. <laughs> I was like occasionally waking up and seeing the score and like not be understand like no this must be a dream and then falling back asleep and waking up and seeing we had scored you know fourteen more points and yeah. I felt like it was a second. Uh, this wasn't quite that bad as, as far as me being out of it, but <laughs> it was it was it was reminiscent of, of that. Um, but man, it just it felt good. I know we're going to talk about what happened to Baylor, and I know it was a struggle of a year, Marlo, but. In this moment, in this game, it felt so good to see this team put together a complete game and thoroughly dominate a, I mean, you can say what you want about Nebraska, or Nebraska, excuse me, uh, North Carolina, right? They're obviously not the Final Four team. They're not a, a team that you would think historically is a North Carolina team. But nonetheless, they were an eight seed, and it, nonetheless, it was a win in the tournament, and I just loved every second of this game and I don't think I've enjoyed every second of a Badger game all season. So to get that in the tournament was awesome. Yeah, it's it's been tough. Like I said, I went into this game, this tournament, not expecting fully not expecting to win a game. Uh to see them actually put a performance. I think that's what we've been asking for. I know I've been asking for all season. Just one game they put together. Finally did it uh when it you know when it when it counts here yep. in the tournament against against North Carolina. Um, and that yeah, it was good to see. It was good to see Davison play a basketball game where things were going through. Trice um, doing what he does, what he does best, and the little things they were actually doing. The little things that we've come to complain about that they haven't been the boxing out, getting it, putting in defensive positions, um, you know, not letting up offensive rebounds. Yep, into a pretty pretty athletic uh, North Carolina team. But so yeah, to your point, I it was. 
it was good to watch. Um, I'm not going to lie. I was spinning there the whole, pretty much up until about two minutes left, <laughs> wondering if they were going to give this up. Yeah. Uh, so I don't know if I, I, I think I, I enjoyed the aftermath, not as much as the ride as maybe you did. Um, but it was, it's good to see that have like that, at least get one win in the tournament. Yeah, there. I mean, there were points where it was like, "Oh boy, is this where it happens?" Uh, yeah. But they they always found an answer in in this game. Uh, it, a lot of times, it was Davison taking shots. Normally, I don't want him to take. He finished the game ten for fifteen, five for seven from three, four for four from the line, twenty nine points. Some of those were just bananas shots that he he takes and you shake your head at but he was making them 5 for 7 from 3 was was unreal uh Trice uh as you mentioned put in his work 21 points on uh, 8 of 15 3 for 8 from 3 uh what also surprised me in this game you mentioned uh the work they did on defense and the work that they did on um on the boards uh we out, we rebounded uh we out rebounded North Carolina 37 to 34 giving up 12 offensive rebounds, which, which I think was a little bit – I think they averaged 14 on average yeah. on the season. A little bit of the rebounding is because they missed a lot more shots than us, I suppose. But nonetheless, the stat still holds. We out-rebounded North Carolina, which I, again, did not see coming uh, into this game. The other area of the game that I was impressed with, and I think most of these things carried forward into the Baylor game, but we'll talk about that uh, in the Baylor game, um, was – the off-ball activity, and I felt like when North Carolina ramped up the pressure and was pressuring you know, Trice and Davison with the ball more, we were actually making cuts towards the basket, and we were finding people uh, for those easy layups, whether it was Potter or uh, Davis or I think Ford once or twice, but he pumped fakes three times every time he catches it in the post. Um, I I didn't always – I don't think we were always doing those that type of offense, of movement, off-ball offensive movement when the pressure was on, and we were doing it in this game, and that was, I think, led to a lot of the easy baskets we got down low. Um, so sure, some of which were blocked, sure, but um, I think that was another area where you kind of saw the, the effort and, and uh, as I kind of commented a lot in uh, our group chat, the passion show through and the, will, the want to win that we yeah. didn't always, it didn't seem like we felt all season. I was, I was so hyped. I'm still hyped about it. I, know, I, I don't care. I don't. I know we lost the bailout. I w- I. It felt like it was going to be so easy for this team to lose, and just go away, and every every Wisconsin fan to be pissed. Like that just felt like that's what was going to happen. Mm-hmm. And to kind of, I was expecting that to happen, and to have it go so far the other way. Yeah, it's just one game. I know, but like. It was just so easy to go away, you know, after so many things didn't go this team's way, and it didn't, and they had this performance. I just, I don't know. I don't. I know I'm overreacting to it, but, like, it meant it meant that much to me. Like, a season where you look back and there aren't many high points, to have one of the high points like this was, was pretty cool, in my humble yeah. opinion. 100%. And I have a podcast. Whoever listens to this has to hear it, so there you go. Um, <laughs> They get to because they choose to listen to this. Sorry, guys. Sorry, fellow fans. Please keep listening. Um, all right. So that's enough of the good news of the North Carolina game, I think. Uh, let's move on to the Baylor game. I mean, yeah, this is <laughs> – I think most of the things we talked about that went well outside of the shooting, the defensive effort, the rebounding effort, uh, the the work off the ball, I think that 
carried over into the Baylor game. Baylor's just a really, really good team. And my expectations were low going in this game. They never really got high. <laughs> we just kind of were somewhat down the whole game and ended up losing by 13, although I don't know. It didn't feel like a 13-point game, but it never really felt like the game was in doubt that we would ever really win. Yeah, it, um, I think Baylor a good team. Well, they look damn good, uh, at least against us. I've only seen Baylor play a handful of times. Um, but, I mean, they did. They could do against us what, what causes trouble, right? The the screen and the pick and roll lobs. Uh, yeah. They obviously were watching. They obviously were watching the Illinois tape. <laughs> we just couldn't just. Couldn't defend that. Uh, they were giving us fits with their like three quarter court defense. Mm-hmm. They were starting starting our offensive sets late into the shot clock. It late to the shot clock, which and then when our our shots are not falling, that's very not a very good place to be uh, for the Badgers. So you know, like we came back down. there. Davidson came back down to earth. Trice didn't have a great game, um, and that even then though, even with that, we still kind of had a chance towards the end. Uh, before Baylor went on their final run there. So th- I think the Badgers, they showed a little bit of fight, which was good to see. And they could, Baylor could have like totally blown the doors off, but they, they, they were able to fight their way back. Um, you know, it is what it is. I, this, was, this game for me was gravy. You know, it was fun to, to kind of root as this game goes on. But, you know, I, wasn't, I, didn't, I went into the game not expecting much. <laughs> so the yeah. letdown wasn't as far. Yeah, and then it, it, it just we kind of got down early in the first half, and, and it yeah. stayed there. There was a point in the second half where, uh, if it was gonna, there's so many things in this game that I was watching it, and it was like, if it was gonna happen, that was it. I, yeah. I think there was three or four times in the first four minutes where we had a shot just rim out. There was like two Davison runners. There was a Potter turnaround that just, uh, a trice three that just like rattled out, and it's like. Those go in when teams upset teams. Uh, there's a point in, later in the second half, about halfway through, maybe a little bit more. I think Trice had a three that would have cut it to five when we went on our little run. Yeah. Um, and it's like, if that goes in, we continue the run, but that was kind of the run breaker there. Uh, they went down and scored in the next possession and pushed it back up to double digits. It was like little things like that throughout this game where it just felt like if there was going to be an upset here, this would have been the moment, and it just it just never went our way in this. Uh, and again, I, I think I yeah I was guilt. I guess you could tell by how excited I was about that North Carolina win. I uh, I was watching this a little bit of gravy too, as a little with as it being a little bit of gravy on top too. You know, um, but it just throughout this game, I, I mentioned the little moments, but like nothing in this game happened to like Baylor played just a good game. Like they, you look at kind of some of the other upsets that happen or things you kind of need uh, to have an upset. Wisconsin didn't shoot the three point ball very well, like they did in the first game, or like Oregon State did when they upset at Tennessee. They shot about fifty percent there. If we uh, or Baylor didn't turn the ball over like Texas did against Abilene Christian, uh, they turned over twenty three times. Baylor only had four turnovers, which is amazing. Um, and there was one more. Oh, they uh, shot well. They shot fi- about 50% from three. Uh, they didn't shoot poor like like Virginia did, shooting like 35%. If one of those things happened, like you could look at it and go like, oh, man, Wisconsin really a shot. But Baylor just played a good game, and they didn't make mistakes. They you know made the shots that were given to them, uh, and unfortunately Wisconsin just didn't have enough to hang with the number two overall seed. Uh, so when I look at this, like, yeah, it's disappointing, but it's kind of – 
why I was so upset a week ago when we got an eight or nine seed, right? To have to match up against Baylor in the second round, I didn't think was what this team really deserved. Sure, you can say that their form, and we said last week, um, their form kind of caused that, right? And you could say they deserve that, but I, I think they should have been in like Rutgers situation where they have a shot at a Houston team or they a team that would make those kind of mistakes or right, uh, you know. Um, the other two seats were Big Ten teams that we already lost to, so maybe that isn't a great point. But some <laughs> other team that 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 isn't as good as Baylor that we could have had a chance to that would make those mistakes and allow us to kind of get an upset and move on uh, past this stage of the tournament. So I I don't know. I just look at it and go, yeah, that's what happens when you get an eight nine seed and you're matched up against Baylor and they play a good game. I thought we played all right, not enough to win. Right. But I didn't expect it. Yeah, we played just we played just all right. It was like I said, Baylor's a good team. We did play an awful game, but we would have to play a really good game to be able to right. overcome that. So, and I still think Baylor would have to do one of those things wrong. Like they'd have to shoot poorly, turn the ball over, or I don't know something else. Well, what was my other thing? I guess they were both. Or we would have to shoot insanely well, not just a good game, like five for seven from Davis and good. Which what are the chances of that happening again? Uh, in another game, let alone in a lifetime. Um, all right, anything else on Baylor? No, I think we'll, I, th- I think we're going to talk about them more in a little bit. But um, yeah, all right. Uh, turning new leaf for the Badgers. Uh, the first of the. So obviously, we talked last week with Asher about what this team's going to look like next year. Uh, the first of the current Badgers has said goodbye. Nate Reavers has said uh, via, I think, Instagram. I don't know. I saw it on Twitter. It's always weird how it's, you know, <laughs> he didn't tweet it, but it's a picture of something from some other thing. Um, and he said, thanks for the four years. He's excited for the next chapter, which, what does that sound like you tomorrow, to you, Marlo? Sounds like Transfer Portal. Transfer Portal. Transfer Portal. Um, portal. Coach K has said that this is going to be the craziest Transfer Portal ever because of the additional uh, year of eligibility. And I just, for I didn't see the interview. I just read the thing. Yep. And I just, it just felt like he was complaining about it. Just, I don't, I don't <laughs> he know just what had he said. I don't know voice on. It just, yeah, he just had it's like, what's your major at Duke? You know that kind of voice. Econ, imagine you took the hardest econ exam. <laughs> that was my coach came impression. Did you like that? That was good. That was yeah, good. I tried. I tried. <laughs> um, so the first one uh, there. Uh, so we'll see. We'll see what comes for the remainder of the seniors. Uh, there, I don't know how I know. I don't know how much how many were expecting to come back. How many some of you want to come back? Is it? Is it? Yeah, that conversation we need to have, Marlo. I know. I mean, I think anybody would take Potter back, right? Yes. Okay. Anybody would take Trice back. Take Trice back. Davidson, thanks for your contribution to this program. <laughs> um, <laughs> is that the kind of conversations you like coaches to have with those players? Like, yeah, yeah. You can come think, back, but uh, I think you should take that marketing job. <laughs> um, I don't know. I'm excited for Aleem Ford to come back and meet to talk myself into him being the X Factor again next year. Are you serious? Do I have you seen me try to talk myself into Badgers? I, I can do it. <laughs> <laughs> you haven't seen enough of Aleem Ford. You haven't. If he can just just put it all not together, pump fake all the time, and just go up strong. Sometimes he looks so good, Marlon. <laughs> oh, 
I'm not going to have this therapy session on this this podcast. No. Well, anymore. it's gonna it's gonna next September when we're looking we're doing our our, our preview. Oh my, I'm gonna be back stuck on and the forward Instagram all the week. Yeah, great use of time there. All right, <laughs> that's enough on the Badgers. Let's talk tournament at large. And I guess first thing, Marlo, hand up. Oh boy, did I get this wrong? <laughs> <laughs> this is this is where we need our our uh, editor right yeah. that to put in uh, the old last audio. week. Last week, where I say essentially, <laughs> I don't see many upsets on the top lines. I think those teams are really good. <laughs> uh, there are lots of upsets on the top lines, specifically with the Big Ten teams. But that's a different conversation we have here. Uh, man, I got it wrong. Yeah, <laughs> there's been a that lot was of upsets. tough from the get go. <laughs> from game one, it was uh, it was yeah it was on. Cra- like, we touched on the beginning, but what a. What a cr- I let you talk me into it not being a crazy tournament. So my brackets were pretty like close to mostly it was pretty much chalk, so they're done. But yeah. um but I think I always think it's wild when we get these these tournament these, these type of tournaments, right? I think this is a record, but when we get these double digit seeds moving on, um and there's multiples of them, it's not just like one Cinderella team. And then we'll go a couple of years where it doesn't happen. But like when these do happen, it's just we're, we're all like, "What?" Everyone just qu- questions their everyone questions their basketball vernacular, like how good they are judging basketball. And then the other side of people who think they're geniuses because they called Syracuse. Um, <laughs> yeah, but it's fun though. It it is fun. It is, it is fun. It, it is fun until you see some of the matchups up, and you're like, oh, really? I got to watch? Yeah. Uh, oh, shoot, what is it? I, hold on. Let me get up. I, I had it. I, I went off. You know, oh, they're not, they're not terrible matchups yet, I guess. Um, but sometimes where you get that, like, 11-14 uh, seed in the the next round, and you're like, yeah. oh, God, I don't, oh, you know, I don't really do want to watch this game. I don't really want to watch this game now. Um <laughs> But, so uh then it then it's not good but yeah it's it's been fun um it's been crazy the sad part is Marlo, okay is the big 10 not good yeah I, we got we got we got suckered man i i i think like all season and you know mind you i'm looking through a badgers badgers eyes i'm thinking yeah. all season i'm like okay the big 10 it's tough like it looks tough day in day out, but like, are these teams really that good? And I talk to myself. I let the I let the media talk me into it. I, I talk to, talk myself into it. Like, oh yeah, if the Badgers aren't winning, the teams must be great. Um, <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> so so I talk into it, and then yeah, just watching like the watching Loyola just be able to defensively manhandle Illinois was eye opening. Uh, obviously Ohio State in the first round. I guess I didn't really, I didn't have much love for Ohio State. I thought they got pretty lucky towards down the end um, with that number two ranking. But Illinois, I thought was a good team. Just yep. thought they were a good team, NBA talent. Like I think we said when we played them, like if they make the right matchups, they could go all the way. Uh, Iowa, I thought was a solid team, not a great team, but I thought they were a solid team that could. You know, with their path, they were going to at least make the Sweet Sixteen, the very least. Right, right, right. Um, and you know, to see that happen was was a was a surprise. So, I mean, those are the underperformers. Um, 
you right, didn't, oh, Purdue. You didn't, mention, you didn't mention Purdue, which I think was Purdue. the worst the worst loss. Yeah, that was bad. Purdue in state, you know, tournament essentially to yeah. lose to Texas Southern, right? Yeah. Texas Southern. Uh, who then just lays an egg against Villanova the next round. I mean that's that's one of the things that I think is, is kind of telling about how bad a performance is, in my opinion, right? Like, how good does the team do in the next game, mm-hmm. right? And per, like, so for Ohio State, Oral so Ohio Roberts State's fine. One, one again. So it's like maybe Oral Roberts should have been a 15 seed, and they're, they're right. really they're actually a good basketball team. But Purdue losing to uh, Texas Southern the way they did, we, uh, that's a really bad. That's just a really bad loss, and I, I can't. Can get over that, especially since I had relatively high expectations for Purdue um, and Illinois playing Loyola Chicago. I think they're number nine in the net rankings. Loyola Chicago is yeah. so like that's again that uh, seeding wise, that's not an eight or nine seed that Illinois should be facing the second round. At the end of the day, yeah, I understand if you're going to be a national championship contender like we thought they were, you should still beat them. But like Wisconsin that's not the type of matchup. Wisconsin did beat them, so you know <laughs> quality win, quality yeah. win right there. There you go. Um, yeah, just overall disappointment. I had a little bit more faith than you did in in Ohio State, although I thought they were getting um, uh, Young, who got elbowed in the head, but it wasn't a, a flagrant foul or anything because it wasn't Wisconsin who f- elbowed him. Um, <laughs> he was still out. I thought he was going to be back, and he's you know would, he, he's their I guess Liddell is their best forward, but he's their second best forward. Uh, so I didn't realize he was going to be out still. And maybe they were just resting him because they thought they would win. But uh, that surprised me, and I had them going a little bit farther because I liked their um, their shot making, but it didn't, didn't come through. But, God, just across the board, very disappointing for the Big Ten. And I don't I It does feel a little bit like when we thought, you know, I always referenced that, oh, shoot, was it 2003 when Ohio State-Michigan were 1-2 and two and then they played in the big game? Oh, yeah, in football. Yeah, and then everyone's like, we should just run that back for the championship, and they both got trounced in the bowl game. <laughs> yeah, It feels a little bit like that. Luckily, yeah. Michigan won, so we have one team in the Sweet 16 out of nine. Uh, Maryland is down, so it might only be one out of nine that makes That's the crazy. Sweet 16. Oh, my God. Um, but I still, I mean, I've watched, again, maybe I'm just a prisoner to this is the team that I watch so much, or the, the teams that I watch so much. They felt like good basketball teams, and maybe the bad matchups, bad games that happens. But to see it happen collectively to a conference like this is they is did, brutal. they did. I don't, and I don't know too. Is it a partly, uh, you know, they didn't have we didn't have that many non-conference games to make judgments on that, right? Because we they kept we had a few, but there wasn't there wasn't as many. You yeah. know, there wasn't that many um, quality non-conference games just in in college basketball in general. Um, and so, just kind of make those, make those, like make those parallels. Like we'd watch Big Ten basketball day in, day out, um, and I think like we just convinced ourselves that that was good basketball. Uh, I don't know cause, because you can sit here, but you can sit here and watch basketball and like watch the those Michigan Ohio State games and the Illinois Iowa games, and that just it yeah, it's Big Ten best, but it those felt like important good games, right? Like. You can kind of be objective about basketball in a, a way that you might not be able to in football because football, I think, is so much more uh, contrast. Like, I don't want to say contrasting styles because obviously you have that in basketball. So that's not like how do, how can I put this? I just feel like you can you can watch a game and be like, this is good basketball. Um, 
as opposed to just entertaining or as opposed to just close basketball. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and I thought that's what we were watching in, in, in the Big Ten. Whereas I can watch you know, Alabama, Arkansas play. And I can have a similar thing, right? They don't need to play other teams. Um, whereas in football, if you just watch, you know, Big Ten football and Ohio State and Michigan are kicking the crap out of each other, and then they have a close game uh, out of the other teams, and they have a close game, you can go, oh, these are the two best teams. But it's different when you're then you go and play teams out of the SEC or teams out of the, the Pac-12. It's, I think it it you can objectively watch a game or look at metrics in basketball in a way you can't in football. I didn't put a good word into the argument, but I think that. Um, there's a more objective way to look at basketball, and that's why we have, uh, you know, the, all these rankings and things. I guess we have the BCS. Yeah. I don't know. It's a. I, I'll workshop that opinion, but I, I, I still feel like the Big Ten was the best basketball conference, whether or not they had a champion. Um, obviously, it, that's unlikely at this point, um, and whether or not they had, un, you know. Obviously, they didn't have a good outing in, in the tournament, um, but I still think that top to bottom it was the best conference. But I'm biased, so who cares? <laughs> about my opinion? Um, God, it just sucks because it just can be thrown back at us. And the fact yeah. that the Pac-12 is doing so well is just like... Oh, yeah, that's another one. I didn't insult the injury rubbing, rubbing salt in the wounds. It's just brutal. So with that, we're going to talk... Uh, I guess we only talk about one of them. Let's talk about the upsets, the Cinderella's of the tournament... Um, and I guess I want to, before we talk about them, I want to talk about the two kinds of Cinderella's in this tournament. Okay. The two types of upsets. All right. Okay. We have a true Cinderella, Oral Roberts, versus Power Five conferences where are low seated. Okay. Everybody gets really excited about the low seated Power Five, Power Six conference. Power Six? I don't know. You don't, we know what you're saying. Power conferences. Power conferences. <laughs> <laughs> but it's, I don't know. I'm not, I don't, Get the same Cinderella vibes and feels when Syracuse and Oregon State go on runs as they do when Oral Roberts did or VCU back in the day or George Mason or, or that sort of thing. It doesn't feel the same to me, but everybody seems to be treating it as the same unlikely or uh, really fun thing. Well, do if you- Syracuse gets a double-digit seed, just book them to the Sweet 16 because that's just what they do. Uh, if they have anything over that, then they're just going to lose in the first round. So I, I, I get that. Yeah, I totally, I, I get that sentiment too. Of, of, I mean, Oregon State's. Well, they ended up winning the, the freaking. Uh, yeah, Oregon right State's maybe a, a bad. There, there may be a power conference one that could be because I think they needed to win the. They needed yeah. to win the tournament to get in. Yep. And then they go. So that that might they were picked to finish last in the Pac-12. So that might qualify. But like when it's, when it's Syracuse or like if you know I guess Maryland's a ten seed. Like if UCLA, right? UCLA's 11 seed and everybody, I think everybody's just excited because it's UCLA. But yes, yeah. if UCLA went or Michigan State went on a run, would we be like, everybody's treating it like it's this Cinderella type thing. And that's not, it doesn't feel like it to me. And it's kind of annoying that it's it's lumped in that to me. I don't know. But it, I, I think it's just annoying when Syracuse or these teams who I think shouldn't re- probably even be in the tournament do well. And they're probably just upset because it's not Wisconsin doing those things, if I'm <laughs> honest. <laughs> that's I'm the honest. biggest thing. That's, that's, that's the overarching uh, you know, problem we have there. So, and UCLA is making a run there in the Sweet 16 as well. Since when that Nigel Hayes team beat 
Villanova as the one seed since we've had an improbable run? Uh, probably. And then before that was probably the... Before that, it was another... Because uh, you can't count the Kaminsky years. Those weren't improbable. We were one no. seeds. One and two seeds. Uh, so then before that... Wasn't there a year we just got in? Where, where we like a, did we, were we the 12 seed that upset the five? Yeah, that might have been. When was that? Ah, Was that like a Jordan Taylor year? I don't know. But that's going back. So it's it's yeah. been a while. It's been a while since we've kind of had those improbable runs. Um so maybe I'm just being a little bit jealous as far as as far as that goes. Um but I still think I, I still think that's different. And Oral Roberts is really I think carrying a candle for the real Cinderellas. The out there. W- they don't like to be called mid majors anymore, but we're going to still call them mid majors cuz we're not that correct on this show. Um they don't like to be called. I don't think they like to call men majors anymore. They have a say in it. Not in this podcast, at least. No. Well, uh, they're uh, face up against Arkansas next. Okay. Um, all right. I think that was all. I, that was my rant on upset slash Cinderellas. I think. Florida State's going to win. Okay. Yeah. Uh, so let's look forward, Marlo. Let's look at our crystal ball. Since we did so well the first time around, yep. let's do it again. Let's do it again. And since I have personally lost three of my four Final Four teams <laughs> and my my national champion runner-up, Illinois, um, I still have Gonzaga, who I picked to win alive, as like probably 50% of the field did. <laughs> um, and to be honest, the reason I lost is because I'm a homer and I picked Wisconsin over Baylor. Mm. That's just, you know, mm. I got to do it, Marlo. I had to do it. One of these years I'm going to be right. When we go on our, our improbable run. Yes. It wasn't this year. Forget you, Syracuse. <laughs> um, all right. So let's go ahead and let's repick our final four as it stands right now with USC Kansas just tipping off here and Florida State now winning. And it looks like Maryland, Maryland's down 10. So let's just presume they lose. Because we're not going to pick Maryland to the Final Four anyway. So, <laughs> okay. All right, Marlon, what's, what's, what's your new Final Four? New Final Four. Um, all right, so Gonzaga. I'm going to go Gonzaga because yep. Asher told me that this was the best team ever. Yeah. Um, Which he, he, by the way, was like spot on with everything. <laughs> <laughs> the man knows his stuff. Yeah. The man yeah. knows his stuff. There's like one or two things like on the edges that he was he was incorrect about. I think when we tried to push him on on some of the smaller seeds, which to be fair isn't a fair isn't a, a fair question to judge uh, somebody's uh, yeah. record on because right. we're asking for a flyer. Yeah, but okay, go ahead. Exactly. Sorry. All right, so uh, Gonzaga, I'll pick. I'll get Michigan. I think they got their bad game out of the way. Uh, Gonzaga, Michigan on the other side. It's tough. It's tough. <laughs> I think Loyola, they're going to make another run. Just like we started this podcast, Loyola's <laughs> going to make a run to the Final Four, and then I'll put Baylor in there as well. Man, all right. It's going to be too similar. All right. Damn it. Um, I don't want to just say the same things. I, I was going to have Gonzaga. Yep. I was going to pick Baylor because I probably should have had them, them anyway. I'm not terribly impressed with this Arkansas team, but maybe I should be at this point. I <laughs> Their coach is just a little bit too much for me. It's just, you know, be the adult in the room. Calm down. Calm down. I think his name's Nate Oates. Just, 
Him and the must bus are just, just they're too much for me, Marlon. Too much hype. I settle down, settle down. Um, I also wanted to pick Loyola Chicago. Mm-hmm. Um, I was just so unimpressed with Houston against Rutgers. Rutgers should have won that game. Oh, yeah, they should have. I don't know how the heck they didn't. <laughs> Uh, they ran Wait. a prevent when <laughs> they're only up by four with two minutes to go. <laughs> so. Free throws were 17 to zero in the second half. That seems impossible. Anyway, um, I don't need to get all bent out of shape about Rutgers basketball. Because um, I wanted to go loyal. I just don't, I don't want to pick any other teams in that. It's just, uh, if Syracuse goes to the Final Four, I'm going to pull my hair out. Um, all right, so to be different, I'm going to go with. <laughs> I can say the same at the top: Gonzaga, Baylor, and this is. I thought I, you picked the same things as me, so I'm going to go oh. Florida State, and then I'm going to go Loyal. So we'll go same three of the four. No, okay. I mean, I'm ready. Ready? Yeah, I'm ready. Yes, Gonzaga. Let's do, it. let's do it. Arkansas, Florida State. Houston. Yeah. There we go. So we're different, but we still have Gonzaga winning it. <laughs> then who do I have in my championship? Houston, Gonzaga? That. Ugh. All right. No, I'm, t- I'm taking Baylor. I'm going to take Baylor. Gonzaga, Baylor in the championship. There we go. One seed's chalk. Let's go. What can go wrong? What can go wrong? All right. So that was fun, I'm sure. Um. <laughs> I had it picked out, Marlo, and then you picked all the teams I was going to pick, and that seemed lame just to say the same things. My bad. Um, all right, so let's, outside of the teams we picked to go to the Final Four, or let's take a dark horse, or one of the quote-unquote Cinderella's left, which one would you take to make a Final Four? Um. Well... So I guess you're picking between Oregon State, Syracuse, Oral Roberts. Because mm, I, 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 you can't really count Loyola anymore because they're the second highest seed. Yeah. Well, I'll, yeah. I mean, and going back to it. your last argument, I mean, I gotta go. I have to go with Syracuse. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, one, they can get hot um, for three. Uh, buddy, buddy Boheim, Boheim. Sorry, Buddy Boheim. Yeah. Uh, can really can you know light it up if we need to. So any team that can can get hot, right? Unless it, I'll take them, and I think Syracuse is that team. Yeah, I like that. I like that. I'm gonna go with uh, UCLA uh, because all the old people would lose their mind yeah. if they made it to a Final Four, um, and they have the most interesting collection of hairdos and facial hairs. <laughs> Across their team, it's amazing. Um, so I'm going to go with them. That's my analysis. I think they're the most likely. Even though I didn't pick them. Well, I guess we didn't pick either of them. I would love Oral Roberts to continue on. That would be so amazing. That Their Asmas guy, what, how do you pronounce it? Everybody says it differently, and it's really confusing. Um, their guard is really good and fun to watch. So... I hope they go. They're the ones I want to go the most, which I guess makes sense because they're low seed and that would be the most crazy. But um, I don't really want UCLA to go, but I feel like I, I feel like they've been playing good basketball, but they've also beat Michigan State, BYU, and Abilene Christian. So it's not murderer's row there. Um, hmm, 
I'm going to rethink it. No, the hairdo thing. I'm going to stick with the hairdo thing. All right. In other basketball news, anything else on the tournament before we move on? No, that's it. It should be fun. Yeah. It's so great. Just so much basketball. Very exciting. I love it. Uh, is this week? I don't even know. Is this week uh, <laughs> this Thursday, the Friday, So Saturday? Sweet 16, 27th to 28th. So what's that? That's the... It's Saturday, it's Saturday, Sunday, Sunday, Monday. It's even Monday, Tuesday. It's even worse. Oh, that's so bad. On Tuesday? Why do you do that? <sighs> what are they doing to us, Marlo? Oh, that's wild. Whatever. We're, how we, uh, we'll talk about it later. <laughs> we'll figure out where we're going to record. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. Should have planned ahead and looked at that schedule before we recorded this. Yeah. Oh, my God. That's awful. Even worse. Oh, I'm so upset. I did not realize that until this moment. Unbelievable. All right. Uh, other news. Coaching carousel. Uh, Minnesota, Indiana, Marquette. All in our wheelhouse, Marlo. Here, I'll fire their coaches. Pretty much after, right after we recorded the podcast last week, as it as seems to happen quite often. Um, I guess none surprising. I was a little surprised at Archie Miller at Indiana, although he's been there. What? How long has he been there? It seems like he hasn't been there that long. It seems like he hasn't been there that long. How long was um, it? Staff's department. Looking at it. Looking at it. Duh. 2017 to 2021. So four years? Four years, yeah. Okay. So I was going to say five. Four is even less than that. So it seems a little bit quick. Um, they must – I guess w- what I read was it seems like some rich guy was like, here's a lot of money, fire this guy. And they're yeah. like, all right. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> it's a lot of money. <laughs> and then another guy came up and was like, if you fire him, here's a lot of money to hire another guy. <laughs> like, just does it matter who it is? They're like, no, just take the money. Business. It was God. a business transaction. God. Uh so that was a little surprising because I, I can't say they were on the right track, right? They missed the tournament again, but it yeah. still seemed like it. It, it seems short, but okay. Uh, Minnesota that seemed writing on the wall, and uh, Marquette. He is uh, Wojo was there seven years. Uh, I don't think they won a tournament game with him, so they missed the tournament this year. Those made sense to me. Again, had rather see those guys stay there because their team's continually underperformed. Um, but, you know, I guess. So that is all to say. Uh, it feels, I want to say, to take something away from this season, Badger fans, if you're a little bit disappointed uh, in how it turned out, um, our rivals are firing their coaches, so that's that's cool. <laughs> it feels, feels good. Uh, oh, I forgot to bring up a stat with Brad Davison. Can I bring up a stat about Brad Davison? You can bring up late? a stat about Brad Davison. All right. Uh, per Alive Sports via Evan Flood. <laughs> Brad Davison is one of two players to make two-thirds of their shots against North Carolina in the NCAA tournament, minimum of 15 attempts. The other player, Sam Decker, 2015. Oh. Sam Ooh. Decker making a lot of appearances, by the way, on that uh, BW3s commercial that they play every commercial break. Yeah. It makes me happy seeing it because <laughs> it just uh, that, those were those were two fun years. Um, and beating that Kentucky team was mm, the best, just the best. Uh, all right, and oh, I had another Badger thing. Um, big Big Ten days since last tournament win. So 
Wisconsin, Illinois, Rutgers, all won. They all are one day since their last tournament win. I guess Michigan's now won. So they're not. Okay, Michigan won. So they're in here. This was before that happened. Okay, Iowa won too. Damn it. I have to change that. Maryland won. Damn it. I have to change that. Okay, so I'm going to ignore those ones. So a couple of those won. Michigan State, 720 days. Purdue, 723 days. Uh, Ohio State, 729 days. Minnesota, 730 days. Northwestern, 1,465 days. Indiana, 1,800 days. Penn State, 7,300 days. Nebraska, infinity. They've never won an NCAA tournament game. Are you serious? Yeah, they're the only power five or six to have not won. What? They've never won? Yeah. They've been to the tournament. They've been to the tournament. Uh, That's why it's not like the whole... Like Northwestern. It's not the year. Northwestern thing. Yeah. Okay. But they went and they won a game. Yeah. But yeah, they got in and they won. <laughs> they almost beat the one seed when they were the eight seed. Yeah. They had the whole finger through the hoop thing. Remember that? Yeah, I do remember that. Yeah. They got hosed. Yeah. I think I, I, think I was okay with it at the time. Uh, yeah. So obviously these are plus like 365 because of last year. But nonetheless. Yeah. Droughts that Wisconsin doesn't have because we won a tournament game. There you Booyah. go. I meant to, again, I meant to bring that up. I just, I just tabbed to where I saved my my uh, tweets that I wanted to mention. That's why <laughs> I'm bringing them up now. <laughs> All right, other Badger news, Marla. Volleyball is back, back. after what seemed seemed like forever. Yeah. Right? Um, the they're back though. at it. They're back into the winning column. They beat min- number four ranked Minnesota in four sets. Um, yeah. So back at it. Um, I kind of I just I saw that they won, but I kind of got lost in 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 the whole in the whole NCAA tournament. And didn't didn't really follow it. So, but congrats, I'm back on it. Congrats, Marlo. Well, maybe after the tournament. After. That's all I got. All right. Wow. Whew. What a throw! So let's we got throw-ins. Yeah, throw-ins to get to. Yeah, no real corner kick. Uh, there was, yeah, there was, I guess, the end of end of Champions League uh, was a week ago, um, and then this week was cup competitions kind of throughout Europe. Uh, I guess Manchester City moved on in that. Congratulations, they're going to win. Uh, I think they're playing Sunderland or something. And uh, other than that, it's uh, international break. And World Cup qualifying competitions are starting in Europe, so the leagues are off this week. Liverpool next plays on the third, so I guess it's a good time to take a little bit of a hiatus while the NCAA tournament is is occupying a lot of my my brain space. So that works for me. It's not as painful as other uh, international breaks tend to be. So not much on the corner kick there. So let's go to throw-ins, Marlo. Uh, I got a couple here. Yeah. Uh, Badgers picked up a defensive end in the transfer from the transfer portal from Oregon, Isaac Townsend. He was uh I saw high three, maybe low four, whatever that means, star recruit. Um he went to Oregon, redshirted, and then set out last year uh for uh because of the pandemic. Uh so it seems like he'll have four years of eligibility here at Madison. Um so, you know, by that point, he'll be older than the Chicago Bulls. So that'll be exciting. <laughs> uh, Bucks traded for P.J. Tucker. Uh, they traded uh, DJ pair of DJs, DJ Wilson and DJ Augustine. Uh, DJ Wilson just, you know, a pro, uh, prospect out of Michigan just never seemed to 
figure his way into a rotation role uh, with this Bucks team and DJ Augustine, a free agent signing who just didn't seem to pan out or fit in well with the team. So feels like, I don't want to say trading nothing because that's harsh, but trading two pieces that weren't going to be valuable in a playoff run for someone like P.J. Tucker, who if he has you know, the, the gas left in the tank enough to be that undersized post-defender, spot-up, shoot corner threes, I think he can fit in really well with this Bucks team uh, and could really be a, a contributing factor in a playoff run, whereas I think the two DJs really weren't going to be able to do that. Uh, and then ESPN was just saturated the bottom line with news about uh, MRI, LeBron getting an MRI and then the news that it was okay. And I guess it wasn't broken, but he has a high ankle sprain. And it's just some – the things ESPN decides to put as breaking news and for how long they put as breaking news is – annoying most of the time interesting at times but annoying most of the time and just whenever LeBron does anything it's just breaking news for hours and is annoying so there we, I just wanted to complain about LeBron's <laughs> media saturation yeah do you have any thrones Marlo? I'm sorry I don't like no, did you have good. anything to add I to am, my thrones I am astonished I just them off. astonished that you did not include Chicago's new quarterback in there. Oh, that's right. I thought I feel like that happened so long ago. <laughs> no, it just happened. Um, it probably happened on Monday. Right it probably happened on Monday. It sucked. Whatever it did, it's like I, I think, think it happened Tuesday. Maybe it was Tuesday. Yeah. Whatever. Oh yeah, Chicago Bears. Yeah. Have a new starting quarterback. I don't. I guess. I guess. I mean, what else? Is they, unless they're making a play for something else in the draft, which yeah. would be which, a better thing to do. Um, yeah, Andy Dalton's the starter. So you look at the NFC North, you got uh, Andy Dalton. You got... Yep. Um, what's his face? He just came from L.A. Uh, Jared Goff. Jared Goff. Kirk Cousins and Aaron Rodgers. So congratulations, Casey. You're going to win another NFC title. So I don't know if you recall this, Marlo. <laughs> I got a little snarky. Yeah. And allow me to get a little snarky here. Do you remember all the the hot takes last year? Is, is Aaron Rodgers the worst quarterback in the NFC North? Do you remember all those hot takes? No. <laughs> what? So they, no, they were Oh, they were there, Marlo. They were there. Okay. Last and, season. Yeah, coming into last season oh, after coming into last season. Coming into last season. Got it, got when it. Okay. it was when Trubisky was an MV, uh dark horse MVP candidate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Kirk Cousins for some reason people thought he was going to be different and Matthew Stafford were like, "Hey, he's finally putting it together if he can stay healthy." And Aaron Rodgers came off a, I guess a disappointing 2019. There was all this talk about, you know, hey, is his best days behind? Is he the yeah. worst quarterback in the NFC North? Yep. I would just like to I was going to say something rude. Um, just laugh at them because that was those were great takes. Uh, how do you like me now? Takes. How do you like me now? <laughs> how do you like me now? Uh, um, yeah, quite quite the QB uh, collection here in in the NFC North. Um, well, the weirdest thing about the Bears thing is that they signed Andy, but then they had to let go of 
uh, Fuller on the defense. Yeah, yeah. And didn't they let somebody else go who was like a defensive contributor? I don't know. Like, they let go. Of Fuller. I think it was. I think it was early. I know they let Fuller go this week. And so, yeah. I don't know. And then, and then I read. Uh, it was like article like would. The Eagles welcome back Nick yeah. Foles as a backup. Yeah. And I was like, did a Bears GM write this? Yeah. <laughs> like, what, the, what the hell? <laughs> He's trained for Nick Foles? I'm just gonna I'm just gonna float this one out there and see what happens. <laughs> yes. I'm gonna ghostwrite this article. So God, true. Hilarious. Oh man. I mean, I guess you always said like, like they it it sounded like they did everything they could to get uh Russell Wilson. Yeah. And they just it just wasn't budging. So, I mean, you know, I can't fault the Bears for not trying to get Russ, um, but apparently it just wasn't going to happen. And yeah. they had to salvage what they could. And you know, I mean, I, all the all the takes, all the all the jokes, they are very warranted. <laughs> was it uh, Skip was Skip Bayless who said uh, it was like telling your kids, <laughs> telling the kids we're going on a tropical vacation in Hawaii. And then end up going into like camping in the forest, um, yeah. <laughs> which is the comparison, you know, and yeah. And everything is totally fair, but it's just you know they had to do something after not after trying to put all their chips in for Russ, and this is where we landed. I don't. Yeah, and and Mitch is a bill. The, I, yeah, Mitch is a bill. Uh, which it okay? Hold on. Put all your ships in for Russ, and he who should not be named because of uh, ongoing legal allegations against him. Yeah. Um, it seemed like those guys weren't really available. Right. Right. It seems like you could have offered anything, and, and they weren't really going to take that take that trade. Um, so, I don't. I guess you can't really blame the Bears for not getting them because they weren't really available. Um, but I don't. I just know what Andy Dalton. Does even in the in the short term, in the long in any term, like he's, I don't know. It, it, no, we all know who Andy you could, is. We yeah, all know who I'm, just, I'm just. I was trying to think of like a, I was going to offer like a different path or something, but like, is there somebody out there who like has a little bit more upside or whatever? I don't know. I don't. I don't have an answer, right? But like, I just think there could have been. Somebody like so. What's uh, a Boyle from the Packers like practice squad? He's a backup. But he, he just signed with the Lions. Like he's gonna be their backup. Like that would have been more exciting <laughs> because at least he there's like maybe this guy who could he could actually be something, and he's gonna be way cheaper than Andy Dalton. Like what do you need Andy Dalton and Nick Foles in the same team for? I, it just doesn't make sense. Aside from like you need to fill a body, but like why do you need to fill it with somebody who? Is is who we think he is, and that's not going to help you get to where you need to be. It just that's what's so baffling to me. Well, like I get he's I get he's like a place filler, right? He's here to play this year and to like contribute this year. But like, if that's your answer, just be not good this year. (laughs) Try something different. You know, roll with Nick Foles until he gets hurt again or something. I don't know. It just seems like. It seems uh, what I'm trying to think of what, of what it's a move to try to stay relevant when staying relevant. Try to compete now 
when trying to compete now isn't the point. Yeah. Yeah, well, you know, Andy Dalton did beat Russell Wilson head dead. So there you go. <laughs> I'm trying to think of a baseball analogy. Because I feel like there's like teams that it's on the tip of my tongue. I I can't think of who to shoot. Like, nah, whatever. It doesn't matter. It's not coming to me. There's a baseball analogy of somebody who just like just does enough to compete now, but not long term. It's not coming to me. Darn it. All right, whatever. It doesn't matter. Move on. All right. That's all I had. Surprised you didn't bring it up. It's good. I to- I totally forgot that that was this week. <laughs> long week, Marla. Long yeah, week. Long week. Long week. All right. You got anything else? I don't. I don't. Do you want me to sign off? Uh, no. Do you have any? Do you have anything else? No, I don't. That's it for me. But you guys can always okay. follow us on yeah. Twitter at one thirty two breeze. Myself at Marla Jr. Casey at Prof Badger Fan. Till next time when we're going to figure out when we're going to record so we can I don't know reporter in games or something. That's all I have. Casey, do you have any last words? Yeah, yeah we'll have to figure it out. Uh, well, until next time, fellow fans, I hope all your favorite teams win all the sports. Oh.